Hey guys, this is Josh from the Martial Life Podcast. Just wanted to fill you in on what you'll be hearing in this next episode of our podcast. It is a catch-up slash ramble-sode type episode. Uh, it's been a while since Yvette and I have been able to upload a podcast for a whole bunch of different reasons. And in this episode, you'll hear some of those reasons. We want to let you know we appreciate you listening to our first podcast and listening to this one and hopefully listening to our future podcasts uh, that we will upload with a lot more frequency. That being said, guys, thanks for listening and have a great one. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, everybody. This is Joshua Cavazos with my wife, Yvette, and we are the Martial Life Podcast. Um, how's it going, Yvette? Good. How are good. you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just trying to uh, make it through here. It's been a while since we have uploaded another podcast but not because we didn't try um we've had a whole lot of craziness going on um with trying to come back from a tournament and then set up a podcast with some friends of our uh set up the podcast to be on it with some friends of ours um, and then we did it and it didn't really work out huh yeah i mean it was fun with them though it was a lot of fun it just um I think we had some technical difficulties, which then did not allow you to edit, right? I think it's still processing, right? Yeah, when it's still you trying it. to process. <laughs> yeah, we had um, we had D and uh, Eva Kranick on on the podcast with us, and well, it's not basically Eva Kranick. Make it sound like that's his last name. No, no, D okay. and Eva. Well, there's more Evas, right? So not very. Okay. I don't know very many Ds, um, but. I you know, too. Um, it basically it turned into like a two-hour uh, hangout session. I'm not going to say whose audio was the cause of all the trouble. Um, you know, she beat you up. Yeah, cause she may, I mean, she might beat me up. Um, but you know, I guess you just kind of said who it was, though. That's see, I was trying to avoid that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I want mean, her to beat you up. You want her to beat me up? No. Okay, great. Well, I'm not going to teach tonight then in case she shows up. Um, you can teach because I don't feel like getting beat up. Um, but no, it was I, I had a really good time just kind of hanging out and talking to him. It, it was it was fun. I feel like we got a lot of insight, right? Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff to kind of learn from them because you guys have all been in it forever. Right. So yeah, the episode was, was uh, supposed to be about competition in the martial arts. And we were talking about just strictly like um, sports karate kind of stuff and hearing some of their stories and hearing some of their, uh, what, what their opinions were on how, how the sports evolved and the direction is going. It was kind of interesting. Uh, it was really interesting kind of hearing too, from your, your perspective as being newer than us in it and kind of where you thought the things were at and how things went. It was, it was a good perspective to have. And it sounds weird saying that you're the the new one into it because you've been part of the martial arts world now for uh, this month will be seven years, right? Mm -hmm. I think today, yes. I think today is our like official seven year anniversary of being open, huh? It's August so. 10th. You think so? I can hear the washing machine. I, I can hear the washing machine. That's okay. I think, I think that'll be taken out. Um, okay. or not. I mean, it adds, I think it adds a little sparkle, um, to the, to the podcast. So over the past month, like, so it's, it's been a month that we haven't put one out and today's episode is kind of just 
uh, letting people know like what's been going on and, and why why it didn't go out and why we kind of haven't put one out after the failure of that last one. And really, mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> summer camp, we like I said for, for some of you guys, I don't know if you're going to listen for the first time or maybe you don't know who we are. We own a martial arts school and um, we have summer camp and we hit summer camp right after we came back from a big um, martial arts event. Um, the uh, ISCA US Open in Florida that's uh, held on Disney, which it was my first time there. It was your first time there, too. Uh, you know, that was the first thing that kind of took us away from it. Um, what did you think about your whole time there? Um, at the tournament? At the tournament, yeah. It was huge. Um, just the amount of people and rings and the caliber of people. Um, although I I think Texas represented pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It was nice. It was a nice tournament. I didn't really get to stay there for like a ton of stuff. You know, I think our people that competed were a little bit more specialized that day. So I didn't get to see any like forums and stuff like that, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. We did just go over there and kind of do the fight thing and then said, Mm -hmm. all right, we're done here, which is kind of nice because we don't really get an opportunity to do that when we go to a lot of our local tournaments where they're usually from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. I think uh, to me, it was cool just to kind of go to Florida and be at Disney uh, as an adult going to Disney. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that I had, uh, I, I think I, I didn't have the same experience that I had when I was like nine. Right. So I was able right. to kind of take it in a, a lot more and it was, it was really, really cool. It was cool to see that. And then to have the girls with us, I think that was, that was pretty, that was a, like the icing on it for me where I get to see how, Lorelai took it all in and, and did everything that, that she did and her emotions were all over the place being at Disney. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. We have sensitive girls. So they really enjoyed their time there and now they keep bothering me to go back, yeah. which I want, I want to, but you know, Not she's yet. Like, can, we go, can we go for my birthday this year? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I think, I think I'm good on the Disney for another year or two. Um, that was, I think it was the waiting that kind of got me. There was a lot. It wasn't the walking. I think I even mentioned to you, like, man, I I get more steps on a daily basis at summer camp than I did at Disney. But that Disney, like, walking around and standing in line for as long as we did, I think that kind of killed me. And then the lines weren't even that bad when you you think back about it. No, they really weren't. They really weren't bad, especially from everything we heard. So I had prepared all of us to wait um apparently not you enough but <laughs> the waiting but the- just killed me i always thought i was patient and then the waiting in that line was just murder that last one that you thought you were patient like, like in yeah, life or okay in life, yeah i'm patient in life hmm. you don't think i'm patient in life that wouldn't be like the first few words i would describe you with that wouldn't be the i mean top- one of the top three adjectives. That you I think to with the little kids, you can be very patient until, until you're not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I thought I was patient. And then apparently Disney said, no, you're not patient. Right. Um, 
my favorite part, of course, was uh, Hollywood Studios, right? I really could have probably <laughs> spent all day. Don't don't breathe at me about that. Yes. I could have spent all day at Star Wars, uh, eating their terrible Star Wars food, um, and walking through the little market area. Uh, you liked Ride of the, the Rise of the Resistance. I think you said that was your favorite ride that you got on the whole time over there. Well, it was it was a tie between that and the Gringotts one at Universal. Well, see, I didn't get a chance to go to Universal, so I know. I, I can't I can't weigh in on that. But definitely, I could have spent all day walking around and nerding out over all this cool Star Wars stuff that was there. Um, because if you ask me, I don't think we spent enough time in the Star Wars area. Um, but building a droid with Lorelai, that was kind of cool, too. That was probably the highlight of my Disney time. Uh, and see how much fun she had with it and how much she enjoys still playing with it um, mm-hmm. a month after the the fact is kind of cool. She tucks in her droid every night. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was the first big chunk of our time. And then, of course, we came back. And when we came back, it felt like we had to get right back into business. And we had a week, uh, four days. And then we had to get right back into summer camp. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy summer camp. I enjoy the the ability to go out and do things. Uh, I thought you were crazy the first year we did summer camp. And you're like, we're going to do something every single day. We are going to leave the school every day. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, that- I throw in a couple of days where we don't. You, you do. There are a few days. But for the most part, you're like, I don't care if we're going to a park. We're leaving the school and um, I thought you were crazy the first year, but it turned out to really, really work out because I think it makes it it makes it a lot more special, makes it a lot more fun with the amount of things that you're able to put in it. But mm-hmm. right alongside with enjoying that time, because Lorelai gets to go, we get to spend summer. She gets to do something almost every day. She's not really sitting around and um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just Lorelai gets to experience a lot. But the Right next to it, it's like neighbors, how exhausting summer camp can be. And I think I mentioned how like, oh, we're going to we're going to do this podcast. We got to do another episode. And then anytime we had like a free minute, it was like, just let me rest. Let me rest and get my bearings. I mean, our weekly podcast turned into monthly podcast, which is totally okay with me. Um, But yeah, it was hard to find time to rest and get things done, you know, on some lists. But I think yeah, because I it doesn't it stop. It doesn't stop, right. right? The house stuff and the things that need to get done doesn't stop just because we're doing summer camp from like six thirty in the morning, and then being at the school till nine thirty at night. Like everything still has to get done, and for this throughout the summer, most of the stuff is that's getting done is is you. Um, you do you do a lot of the stuff because I'm at the school six thirty in the morning um, for the drop off and uh, you're yeah you're like, I'm oh, not I'll, there I'll take care of that I mean you, you did offer a few times to go in early for me I didn't want to though <laughs> <laughs> but you offered and I did that's, offer right that's that's uh, that's love right that's you you offered to do it for me even though. You didn't really want to, but um, I didn't let you do it because that morning, that getting there early is uh, is rough. 
Yes. Well, and th- I mean, there's also like the other stuff. There's the, the, the Lorelai side of things too. So, you know, I don't think you're going to help her with her hair either. I mean, I could. Yeah, I could don't. help her with her hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much she would enjoy my help or the style of uh, hair that I would give her for the day. And then as soon as you woke up, she'd probably just go to you and say, can you fix this? Uh, it's terrible because dad is terrible at this. Right. Um, she's getting, yeah. I mean, so with the summer camp, what is one of your your favorite things about the summer camp? Like, what do you really enjoy about mm. doing the summer camp? I really do like going to a lot of the places we go to. Not all of them, but the majority of them, even though I'm the one scheduling. It's hard to keep it fresh um, for the kids, especially some of our re- repeat kids, you know, our returning guys who <clears throat> maybe have been doing summer camps with us for a few years, just trying to find places that we can take them to. And of course it's gotta be affordable for, you know, 15 to 20 kids and chaperones. Um, and then there's always like parking situations. Like when we went downtown, um, that was fun. so yeah, so it's just, I really do like it. The planning is just it takes a lot. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of planning for not only the field trips, but then everyone's schedules for our staff, making sure everyone's got enough rest time, um, trying to keep it exciting for all the kids um, and fit it all in. But I do like all the cool things that we get to see, you know, if it's a museum or if it's, you know, visiting the police station or whatever it is that we get to learn about. Um, some of them, I know Legoland was a hit for even <laughs> Legoland was a lot of favorite for yeah. not yeah, not just the kids. The staff were like, oh, my God, I want to be yeah. Megan wanted to build everything and put stuff together. And um, who else was who else went to us with, with us on the and Devante, Ella. Megan, and Ella, right? Yeah. And they all went. They all I think they all had a great time. They all um, wanted to go. Yeah. They all wanted to go to Legoland. And I, I want to talk a little bit about how cool it was to have the staffing that we had this summer. Before mm-hmm. we do that, you know, if I move on to something else, you'll like erase and delete what we just talked about. Yes. Um, <laughs> to save room on your memory. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite thing that we did this summer camp? I can't even remember everything. It's like such a yeah. summer I camp. I don't know how to remember everything. Uh... Off the top of your head. Oh, no. Oh, man. I don't know. You scheduled it all. I know. And then I deleted. Um, I don't know. I'll let you know at the end. Maybe, if I remember. (laughs) Does that work? Uh Uh-oh. I'm not going to go because it's fun for me, for you to really think about (laughs) Try to remember what your favorite one was. Man, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I like deleted the food bank's always fun. The food bank is fun. The food that I was going to bring that up too, because I think we go to the food bank every summer camp, and I think it's a good, it's a good trip to give back to the community, and it's a good trip, I think, to to help our students and our campers kind of understand what we can do to help others. Mm-hmm. I, I th- 
I think it's – I'm glad that you schedule that every time we have a summer camp because I really think it helps with perspective. It helps with world perspective and not just a local perspective because you know that if, you know, if there's a food bank that needs help here, there's probably a food bank that needs help almost anywhere. Oh, and, I know. Oh, oh, I'm going to stop. Go ahead, go, because you'll forget. I know Humane you'll forget. society. The Humane Society. The Humane Society was your favorite trip all year, all summer camp. I think so. I don't, you think so? No, That's a lot of conviction. Yeah. What was your, what, what did you like about the Humane Society? Really? Yeah. Tell me <laughs> what you liked about the Humane Society. Um, I'm not sure if you understand how this works. We talk. <laughs> the, we talk about things. That's the what, puppies that's and the kittens were, you know, I, I really actually liked their place too. It was, yeah. it was very nice. Um, it's kind of state of the art, the little puppy treadmills and the water and stuff. That was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty neat. It made me want to go back and it made me want to leave with an animal. I, I made me want to leave with a few animals. Yeah. but <laughs> I know, I know all the kids are like, I'm going to go home and tell my parents we're going to, we're going to adopt a dog. Right. Like, oh, okay. Right. I mean, and Legoland yeah. was fun too. I don't know. I liked a lot of them. The Woody Museum was good. Mars. Okay, see, now now it's coming. The juices are flowing. And you're remembering. Mars Pizza. Mars Pizza, yeah. That's always fun. I don't know. Yeah, it, Mars Pizza's cool. Uh, shout out to Mars Pizza. It's really cool that they let the kids go back there and make their own pizza and see what that's like. Mm -hmm. That's That is a really cool uh, trip for kids to make their own pizza and be able to say, oh man, I made this and now I'm, I get to eat it, right? So if, if the pizza's bad, they can only blame themselves, right? So you, you made it. Right. Um, that's always cool that the kids enjoy that a lot. And then that trip ends with uh, food. So you can't beat that. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, you know, I enjoyed the Humane Society. I think that the Humane Society is really cool. I really liked seeing the new facility that they, they had uh, up for like the cool advanced animal surgeries and the, the water treadmill and the different, um, what they call them? Doggles. Yes. The dog goggles. <laughs> the doggles. <laughs> the, the doggles for the dogs when they're in the uh, uh, little water treadmill. I thought that was kind of cool. And of course, who doesn't like seeing dogs? I mean, uh, the sad side to that is like, you know, these dogs are looking for a home. And there were a few that I personally wanted to take home, um, but that didn't happen. Um, and I, I enjoyed the Humane Society. I like Legoland. Mm -hmm. I was ne I've never been a big Lego person. As a kid, I wasn't a Lego person. I didn't put like I think Legos are like a puzzle to me, and I don't really enjoy doing those kinds of puzzles. That's interesting um, because I don't really play with like or i never really played with legos either but i love puzzles right so that's yeah i mean i just i don't know i don't think it's patience thing i think <laughs> that i like <laughs> don't laugh see i think that i like different kinds of puzzles and problem solvings like i like puzzles that are in video games where you have to critically think about how things need to be moved or shifted or in what order things need to be done i just never got into my mom really enjoys puzzles i don't know why it didn't come down to me i just didn't enjoy them and I see Legos as kind of a 3D puzzle almost. You have to put things together. But it was cool seeing how happy and how much fun all the kids and our staff were having there. 
Um, I think the surprise favorite for me was the museum, was the Witty Museum. Mm. I hadn't been to the Witty Museum since like an elementary school field trip. Mm -hmm. And so seeing everything, and we didn't even see everything, right? No, we left a lot unexplored. Right. And seeing the things that we saw, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to be in awe of what the museum had to offer. Giant dinosaur bones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who doesn't like dinosaurs? I like dinosaurs. Um, But not only that, but like the local um, animal and wildlife and the little things that you could see. Megan was also a big fan of the George Strait commentated wildlife <laughs> area. Um, you really liked the poison area, right? What, what was that section called? Like the secret world of it was, poison? Yeah, that was like, it was like a special exhibit. I don't think they have it year round, although I don't know what the dates are, but I think they change those exhibits. That was a pretty cool one. The other thing I left with the most there was the Mad Hatter thing. That was kind of cool. Mm, that was interesting about the chemical that was in the hats that made everybody mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good choice. And I would have never thought to go to the Witty Museum as a uh, as a field trip for the summer camp. But you did. And I had a lot more fun there than I thought I was going to have. Good. What was <laughs> <laughs> What was your least favorite um, summer camp trip? I think the playgrounds are always hard for me, only because it's so hot here. It's, you know, 100 degrees outside. So I try and do them mid-morning before it's really hot. Um, But, you know, it's not like, I mean, I'll get on the swings and do a couple of things, but I'm not really like playing, playing. And then the the kids get hot too, so they can only kind of do it for so long before. I love that the kids will go out there and like play for like five or 10 minutes. And then they try to hide under the playground equipment. Like, I'm going to sit down and take a break. Maybe he won't see me and tell me to get up and play. Right. And so they're all hanging out in the uh, underneath slides Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I mean the playgrounds are kind of uh, kind of challenging. I mean, even even mid morning, you're looking during the summer. We're looking at ninety degrees. It's still very warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say the playgrounds are probably not like the best ones either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the splash pad's cool. Um, splash pad is cool. I like the splash pad. It gives you a chance to be hot and cool off all at the same time. So right. that's cool. So that kind of uh, came into another thing. I mean, but in the middle of all that summer camp, we did try to record that second episode and it just didn't work out because of the audio not being up uploaded when we got disconnected. Um, so all the audio was ready to go with the exception of one person's audio. And I couldn't pull that audio and it would sound super duper weird if... Um, <laughs> We just uploaded it without that audio. And so I know, um, but I hope we can get it up one day because I feel like um, they had good stuff to say. So they had had a lot of great things to say. Um, We'll figure it out one way or another. We're going to try to even if it just kind of splice it all together and say, here's a little excerpt of what we uh, what we had before and and listen to that. Um, You know, summer camp really just kind of sucked up a lot of time. I think we recorded 
that second episode, maybe right after the first week of summer camp in July coming back. And then once we got after that, our energy level was just so low from the second and third week of summer camp. And that after that, we got that 10 day break and we kept talking about doing it. And it felt like we were trying to catch up in those 10 days with all the time we didn't have during the summer camp. And then before you know it, boom, it's the first day of school today, right? It is the first day of school here in our district. Mm -hmm. How does it make you feel that it's the first day and our baby is a fifth grader? Mm. (laughs) Happy, sad. Happy. I mean, for me, summer was shorter than I would have liked. You know, we've had this conversation where... When I was growing up, school didn't go back till after Labor Day. Um, and then it just felt like it transitioned nicely, like into actual fall. And, you know, it's still really hot outside. So it still feels like it's summertime um, because it is. But yeah, it makes makes me happy. So I'm really happy for her and all the things she has going on and all of the kids that we know have like these exciting years coming up. And they're all growing, and it's crazy to think that we've seen some of them from these little warriors going into high school, you know, or middle school. And Megan graduated last year, Jordan, too. Um, Dylan's going into his senior year. So it's just kind of like... I don't know. Wish I could hold those moments a little bit longer because, yeah, I'm so sentimental about everything. Um, but it's good. It it's good. It's how it's supposed to be, right? Right. I mean, that's that, that the the train keeps moving, the wheel keeps turning, and you know, I think our very for excluding Lorelai. All right, I'm not. I know how upset she gets when I say she wasn't the very first, but I think. Besides Lorelai, our very first little warrior, which was our four to six-year-old group, um, he's going to eighth grade this year. Liam. Liam. Yep, Liam's going to eighth grade this year. I mean, it's wild. It's wild to think about that. And it's, you know, uh, yeah, everything just keeps moving. We've got kids that were started with us in like fifth grade, fourth grade. They're going to high school now and watching everybody grow and everything I mean, you're not kidding. A lot of our kids have full plates, like things they want to do. I mean, um, theater and music and choir and band and um, being part of the honor society and playing different sports, volleyball, track, wrestling, all these things that they're trying to do and and accomplish and then taking these difficult classes, pushing themselves. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think uh, the time management aspect of it uh, can probably be difficult for, for teenagers. I'm sure it was difficult for me. Um, but I, I enjoyed that high school life. I played multiple sports and I did martial arts and I, um, was in different clubs and stuff. And I thought that that was, you know, it's just what you did. And I'm almost positive as much as I don't want to say it, that classes were not as difficult, uh, in high school for me as they are now. Um, even though I took the advanced classes and stuff, I just feel like there's so much more pressure and stress on on these kids um, than there was when I was in high school. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of amazing watching 
the growth and people grow with you and the school. Yes. Uh, yes. They get so excited. Yeah. I mean, even yesterday, Jonah told me he was excited about football and an ambassador sort of position he's doing. Um, Kaylee and Indy are starting high school. I know yep. there's a few others, but yeah, it's, they've all got these things planned and it's really exciting. It's fun. And I'm really uh, grateful that we get to stay with them. You know what I mean? Like we kind of get to watch them come into themselves and not a lot of people get to do that and see them on a daily or weekly basis. And I don't know, I see all these pictures of them when they're little and remember, you know, Paul's big puppy dog eyes or whatever. And I think he's yeah, his first, I remember his first day he wore a Batman shirt. Yeah, he's going to middle first school. Day, today. Yeah. 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 Now he's going to middle school. Yeah. I think uh, the post we made on Instagram was a, a Batman stopped in for a class and, and he ended up signing up after that. That was, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, you know, you kind of hit it. And I think I've said it before where we're in a position, unlike, you know, a teacher that has them for a year or in high school, maybe has them for a semester. We have a lot of these folks on a lot of these kids from fifth grade, fourth grade, all the way up and through, and, you know, some leave and some, some move on to other things, but some stay and some you get to watch grow up and, and, and be things and do things that you're like, oh man, that's really cool. Or become parents. You know, I've had a couple of old students of mine come back to the dojo and I've known them since they were four or like seven or eight and now they're parents. And it's like, oh man, that's so cool to watch the wheel just keep spinning and turning and that's that's kind of a cool thing about the position we're in to where we're not we're allowed into these these guys lives yeah yeah really lucky yeah i know uh, and then this morning lorelei uh, we were reminiscing on her first day of walk to kindergarten mm-hmm. and then her first day walk home from kindergarten and all the fun lorelei stories and um it's cool you're gonna get an opportunity to you know, do the drop-off pickup thing again now with the way that we're set up for our after-school program. That's that's kind of a cool thing, right? Yes. Well, I mean, she's kind of taken on some opportunities and things at school that are keep her keep her after a little bit longer and won't let her be picked up in the traditional way and time. So, um, yeah, we kind of move some things around and. Luckily, um, we have the staffing available to help us, you know, not just be tied down to dojo schedules. She can kind of expand and do other things too. And she's not wasting that opportunity to do as many things as she can um, to keep us really busy, but it's good. And I get to watch her sort of find her things. Um, She always wants to be like a helper and do a lot, um, which is pretty nice, pretty amazing. I don't know, but that's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like, it's funny because Lorelai being our daughter and also being a junior black belt and um, doing all these things is, we always encourage people to do multiple things, to find multiple things and to find ways to do things and, and try other things and... Lorelai has really embraced that 
I'm going to go ahead and be in choir. I'm going to do resonance. I'm going to do um, patrols. I'm going to do student council. I want to play volleyball. I'm going to do karate. And watching her kind of figure out how she's going to go about doing all that, that's kind of a cool thing to see uh, a, a kid do and, and and stick to it. Now, it's not always easy. We've always we've got a reminder like, hey, this is this is the life that you chose to do. This is what you're wanting to do, and you don't want to miss out on anything. So we have to find a way to make it all work. And I really admire that about our daughter. I think that she she really puts herself out there and tries to get as much done as possible. Um, you did mention something, and we were going to talk about it earlier, and then we moved on from summer camp. Was the staffing opportunity was really cool this this year for summer camp, and is is getting it's getting kind of interesting now with um, the new school year too, because I think this summer camp, we had more staff than we ever had before, right? Mm, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And, and that presented its own challenges, trying to make everybody's schedule work. Um, but I still think it was pretty cool to give some of these, these guys opportunities to be camp counselors and stuff like that, you know? Yes, yeah, it was fun. And one of them even turned into a student. Yes, a new, a new student, yes. Um, a new student. Yeah, we had Z and Ella for some time and uh, Dylan here and there. And of course, Senpai Devante and Senpai Megan. Um, and then Kaylee helped out mm-hmm. a little bit. So she's starting to step into some bigger shoes here soon. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been fun. And then coming into the after school, we're going to have... Um both Senpai Devante and Senpai Megan working after school, mm-hmm. um, which helps both of us be able to get things done, mm-hmm. uh, like supporting all of Lorelai's extracurriculars by being able to pick her up at different times than normal. So it's um, it's turning into quite an interesting thing from when it was just you and me uh, seven years ago. It is. It is. But I think we also had a lot less kids. In... Oh, for sure. For sure we had <laughs> that. Seven years ago. Still remember our first testing, nine people, yeah. kids and adults. Yeah, we had a lot less after school kids and the space was smaller, a lot less kids at night too. It's a different mm-hmm. it was a different thing. I think now um the help we definitely need the help. It would be Absolutely. hard to not to just do this by ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any way that we could do it by ourselves and with I also don't think there's any way we could do it without the awesome staff that we have. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and then these guys, it's, it's, again, it's that wheel keeps turning um, with you, you brought up Kaylee and, and these guys that are coming into these new and assistant or junior instructor roles, trying to learn how to teach, trying to learn how to do things to try to be that instructor. That's always an interesting thing too, because sometimes people think, Hey, you know what? I want to be an instructor. It looks great. It's going to be awesome. It's so much fun. And then you get hit with the, oh man, this is a lot harder than what I thought it was. Um, Teaching and leading are not things that are easy to do. Mm -mm. No, they're not. I mean, it's one thing to know a thing, but then to show someone else a thing uh, well is hard. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you definitely have to learn it. You have to want to learn it. Um, You have to bring an energy to that also, which is something we always try to work on with everyone. Um, sometimes you're just not maybe feeling an energy that day, but you have to bring it anyway um, to the kids. 
So, right. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've I've always tried to work on and I, I can't remember where I heard it or where I read it, but everything that happened before you step on the mat has kind of got to put on, be put on pause because you have all these people or maybe, maybe it's just two people or maybe it's 20 or 30 people or 10 people, but you have these people who are dependent upon you to teach them the thing that they want to learn in a way that's fun and challenging. And if you let like, Oh man, I'm tired or, Oh man, I had a, yeah, I just had this, this thing happen. Somebody cut me off. Or if you let those things kind of come in there and stop you from giving the best that you have to your, to whoever it is you're teaching and whatever it is you're teaching, it's pretty visible. Like you can tell when somebody is just like, man, I'd rather be anywhere, but where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And that hardly ever happens. Um, but we've, we've got to be as instructors, you, you kind of have to be cognizant of the fact that, oh man, I got to change my game face. I got to put my, I got to put my, my instructor face on. And then when I get off the mat, I can wear my Josh face. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And you were how old when you started teaching? Oh, or helping, I, started, I guess. Excuse me. I started helping, um, holding pads and stuff in eighth grade. So I don't know, was that like 13? Mm-hmm. And then the first class, I still remember it. The first class I ever taught my instructor picked me up on a Saturday morning and he's like, all right, we're going to teach this morning class. And then we got to the dojo and the Saturday morning class was not a very big class. So it was kind of a smart move. Uh, now that I think about it, it was usually get like 10 kids in the Saturday morning class. Cause a lot of kids, believe it or not, don't like to get up early and go train on a Saturday morning. No. Um, I know that's a shocker, right? Um, so we got into the dojo and he was like, all right, uh, you got this. I'm going to run to Sam's. And so I was like 14, a freshman in high school. And I taught my very first class not knowing. Of dodgeball. Was- taught your first class of dodgeball. dodgeball. <laughs> one, one hour long, 45 minute long dodgeball. Everybody go. Um, no, I mean, would I do it that way? Probably not. But it paid off, I guess, with the kind of person I was. But I couldn't imagine dropping like a 14 year old Megan off being like, Hey, see you later. Run that by yourself, you know, um, because it's a different personality. Right. Right. And, um, I tend to kind of just go with it where I think Megan likes to know exactly what's going on. And I also think that I have a little bit of a control issue where I'd want to see how the class is going. It's documented. I, I like to have control over uh the the class and stuff but i also the other side of that is that wasn't very fair to 14 year old me right i wasn't prepared for that and i i like to put people in positions that they're prepared and to feel supported and so i don't think i'd ever do you think that that you i mean at the time if i don't know if you can remember how you felt do you think you didn't feel supported or do you think you were excited about that opportunity me, I think I was, I think, I think I was like nervous, mm-hmm. but at the same time I was like, yeah, I can do this. But see, I had that thing where I felt like I could do anything. Well, maybe right? that so, was his, that was his way of, you know, like pushing you into it. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could have been, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's different. I'm not everybody's cup of tea when it comes to teaching, which is fine because I've got you. I've got Megan, I've got Devante, I've got Dylan. And between the 
five of us, that's five, right? Yeah, the five of us, you know, somebody's going to say, I really enjoy the way Senpai Yvette teaches kata. I want to learn kata from from her. Uh, I really love the way Senpai Megan kicks. I want to I want to kick like her. I'm going to have her show me how to do it. Well, I love Senpai Devante's movement. Uh, he's got such great movement when he fights. I want I want to move like that. Or, oh, man. Uh, Senpai Dylan's got really good sports MMA uh, strikes, transitions into takedowns. I saw him at the tournament and he was like killing it. I want to do that. And so I think that with the grouping of instructors, there's somebody for everyone, you right. know, and I think it's important because not everybody's going to be like me or not everybody's going to be like you or Megan or Devante. And I think having that diversity of personality and that diversity of like uh, attitude towards training and skill set and ability, it really, it really helps um, do things, you know. Uh, but again, when I was 14 teaching, that was what, 24 years ago. So I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever be okay with like, ah, let me drop like Kaylee off, right? she's going to teach on a Saturday and I'm going to go to Sam's. Like, I don't know if I would, if I would pull that, if I would do that with anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. It worked out, right? I'm still here. I'm still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did something right <laughs> with your, with your instruction, you know? Um, Cause yeah, you're still doing it, which is crazy. I mean, I think, I think, my first instructor did a lot of things right with my instruction. Um, I think he taught me a lot of things. And I think that part of the reason I am the martial artist I am today is because of him. Um, so yeah, I think there was a lot of things that, that he did right with me and kind of molded me to be the instructor that I am. Uh, your first day of teaching was pretty similar to my first day of teaching, right? Except you had been training six months. <laughs> <laughs> you were a yellow belt. Yep. Well, you had a flat tire on your mm -hmm. way home from work. And then um, you called and said, I'm not going to make it for the little warriors. And I was like, mm, okay, so we're closing. And you were like, no, you're going to teach. <laughs> no, I don't know if I said that, but I'm sure I felt it. And um, yeah, I taught them. It was the sweatiest I had been for quite some time because they were not easy and they made sure to tell me everything that I didn't do like you. So it was like, sensei doesn't do it like that. And I was like, well, sensei's not here. No, just kidding. I didn't say anything like that, but it was, it was, um, it was kind of cool actually, because, you know, I'd been there every single day and was watching and helping you if you needed help. Um, but the amount of detail that the kids pay attention to you at that age and to know exactly, I think I, I threw them out some exercise that wasn't really geared for four to six year olds. And they were like, what, like, what is that? Um, did you make them do burpees? I don't remember which one it was, but I, I did. So, and I remember, um, Amy, one of the moms laughing at me, like hysterically just laughing the whole time. Um, cause you know, they were right there to watch all of it up close. And I think you pulled in the last maybe 10 minutes of class. I can't remember. I think you were playing dodgeball when I pulled up. 
So it had to have been yeah. the last five minutes or so. And I was like, never again, um, which wasn't true, but you know, for a while <laughs> it was never again. <laughs> right. No, I mean, now you, now you teach consistently. And again, it's these little things that kind of just put a spark or a moment that you remember forever. And I, I think it's kind of cool. We're doing the podcast today and kind of doing a little catch me up podcast because I, if my memory serves me correctly, I think we opened our doors on, on this day, on August 10th. Hmm. I think it was August 10th in 2015. I know Maya um, posted a, uh, posted a, a, a thing on Facebook when we were painting signs, hand painted, you guys were hand painting signs um, for our opening and um, the walls hadn't even been painted yet. And it's been a wild ride, man. Seven years um, has kind of gone by in like the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. What um, What is one of your like most fond memories of getting ready to open seven years ago? Hmm. Uh, I have a couple. I think... Um painting like the family just kind of painting late a lot of painting. late into the night yes that brown wall um and i think you had some people come over and help from your previous school like mm -hmm. lay down the mats I remember, who, I remember who it was exactly yeah um and i think i still have a little video of lorelei playing with Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I think like those, those couple of things and then just kind of sitting down with you on the mats and figuring out like, what does this look like and what are we doing? And it was all kind of handwritten and scribble and going through. Um, I mean, we didn't know anything. It felt like compared to <laughs> we still don't know anything but it was we knew even less than anything back then um and just you know spending those little nights there and seeing if like you know is a student gonna come in kind of thing um i don't know it was fun it was a good time it was a good time to reflect on. i mean was i anxious sure but it was they're good memories how about you yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little things, uh, you know, um, trying to paint over that god awful chocolate dark brown paint that was in there for is definitely there. But I also remember, you know, like Lorelai dipping her little hands in the white paint and making handprints on the wall. Um, you and Maya hand painting the signs and, you know, laying down that mat was was kind of cool. I mean, I think it was Brian, Miranda and Sabrina that showed up. Mm -hmm. And then Miranda just play, play grappling with Lorelai and Lorelai having like the time of her life running on these brand new squeaky mats, you know, mm -hmm. um, how squeaky the mats were and how they slid on the floor uh, initially. And really just kind of, I remember being very happy with you and, and kind of scared and thinking like, man, this is such a cool spot that we have because you found it. And now kind of looking back, I almost, cause we, I almost wonder how did we do anything on that little 
area of mat that we had right. because there was there was very little room i think it was less it was a maybe it was less than 500 square feet of mat right mm-hmm. and um we had people running in circles around yeah, that I don't little, know. <laughs> little bitty area they were running in a small the smallest circle you could imagine they were running in it it was it was small or kata i don't know i don't know how they did it in groups i mean at first it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't bad at first because we had two or three i think we got six and we could fit the six kids i think who was it it was abby megan and then it was andy no it was abby then it was chris and hannah right Mm. And then it was our first Chris and Hannah. We actually had a yeah, second set of Chris and Hannah. Mm-hmm. And then it was um, Andy and Joe. I think that was our first like full little crew. And they could all fit on the mat and do it and do everything pretty easily. Once we started getting more than four adults, though, it was like, all right, you guys sit down or then you guys come up or even sparring. We could only spar in one ring. Right. So it was done in the old way where, you know, eight people sat, two people fought, and then we called up you know, new, the new people to come fight. And now we've got four rings running and rocking and rolling and we still don't get everybody, you know, four or five fights because there, we, there's just a lot of kids, you know? Right. Um, but I remember being so proud of our little spot, you know, and, and there were those nights when we didn't have any, anybody show up to class, right? Like, cause we only had four students and sometimes they didn't show up or we didn't have any adults. Remember we had no teenagers, no adults. Mm-hmm. So, I'd go out and like hand out flyers and cards and say, Hey, gas station person, you want to come do some training or go to the planet fitness and talk to people. It was, it was weird. It was, it was a strange, like thinking back on it now, but it was kind of like a good time, you know? Yeah. It was simple. It was simple. simple. Mm -hmm. How did you used to keep track of all the monthly payments? Oh, I had my like notebook. I did everything handwritten in a notebook, um, like I was eighty. I guess <laughs> didn't know how to use a computer. I, I don't know why. No offense to any eighty-year-olds out there listening. <laughs> and there's no there's ageism. Your ledger. I just mean like eighty without technology, or maybe doesn't want to use it. I don't know. Well, we didn't want to spend money on a laptop that we didn't have or a computer. I mean, that was a conversation. Yeah, we didn't have I an had. extra because I had like all the computers for my other job at home and I needed them, right. my mini monitors. Um, yeah. And we were like, no, we're not in a position to get a computer right now. Yeah. But it's okay. Oh. That's good stuff. Our first, our first laptop, we got it from Tanya. That was, it's what we're using right now. What I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it was definitely it'll at that time period will definitely be like a a thing I remember forever. Um, it, it's I don't know, it's special, I and mean, it's special all the people's lives that we've been in, whether they're still here with us or whether they're not with us. Um, it's special. It's special to be a part of that, even if it's just for a season, you know. Yes, I do know. Those those little classes with Lorelai. We have video of that too. When Lorelai was around. little, yeah, running around, jumping over pool noodles, yes, saying yes. Kia, yeah, yeah, 
she was teeny tiny. I think she wore a quadruple zero uniform. Yep, that was her. First. You still have that, right? I do. Quadruple. I think that's the smallest uniform uh, Century makes. Is it really? Uh -huh. I don't mm -hmm. think they make smaller than quadruple zero. We haven't ordered a lot of those lately. I think I only get triple zero. Well, yeah. I think because she was not four yet. So she right. was still like little, little. But yeah, seven years, man, go by and from knocking one, knocking one wall down. Remember, that was a conversation, right? Like, hey, we got to expand. And you're like, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we did. So we knocked the first wall down. And mm. then um, after that, we moved into the big spot. Mm -hmm. And then after I think we were in the spot for about a year and a half before we moved. And then after that, we took back one of the other spots. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I remember right before we decided that we were going to expand, we were running out of room on the mat. Right. We were running out of room. I remember, I think I even remember Zach Silva having to stand on the floor. Oh. Because <laughs> he's so tall. Because <laughs> he was so tall. Right? I was like, oh, you're going to kick somebody here, Zach. I need you to, need you to move over. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's been it's been it's been fun. I mean, I can't I can't wait for the next seven, uh, see what's gonna happen then, and, and how it's gonna be. Yeah, maybe we'll have our own, our own building one day. That's that's the plan. Um, I mean, that's pretty much what's kept us from doing the podcast, and then kind of reminiscing there at the end of, uh, at the end of that with this actually being I had hadn't really intended on it, but it's actually being our seventh year. Uh, and I think that's a good spot for us to, to pause for, uh, for our next episode. I want to thank you guys for listening to us today. If you uh, did listen to us, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate every one of you guys taking the time to listen to our podcast. I'm sure uh, Yvette, do you have anything you'd like to say? No. Happy first day of school if you started school. Happy first day of school. There you go to everybody who's in school today. Happy first day of school. And if you're not in school today or you started earlier, I hope your first day of school is a happy one. Parents, um, have fun with the new school year, guys. Until next time, we will talk to you guys later. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.